Welcome back, everybody, to the Stark Wars podcast. Today, we're recapping episode one of Loki. It's here, everybody, and there's going to be spoilers. So, look, if you haven't watched the episode, uh, it was a good one. So, go watch it and come back to us. Also, real quick, before we start off, I'm going I'm to preach a little bit. I'm going to preach to the audience. Guys, look, so we we get to see our downloads, right? And, and when, the da- like, when I first uploaded the episode, there's like there's a chunk of downloads that come in immediately because those are the people that have subscribed. It goes directly to their phone, and I know that they're good. But what I've noticed is throughout the week, that number doubles, which means about half of our listenership is not subscribed to the podcast, which is cool. Maybe you don't want to listen to every podcast. You just want to come and go as you, as you please. But I, I just wanted to give you this opportunity. You know, uh, We're here well, right before the show. If you want to hit subscribe, that'd be great. And uh, we'll be here with you every week watching uh, all kinds of Star Wars and Marvel stuff. So... Uh, enough about that madness. I'm gonna go ahead. I- I'm here with uh, I'm here with the time jester, the audio variant, the liberator of ear holes, Tommy Bazzullo. How's it going, Tommy? Wow, the liberator of ear holes. I've never been so honored. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I'm I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, I keep trying to get up and leave, and Aru keeps pressing a button, and I keep like appearing back in my seat. I just can't seem to get away. We, yeah, I have to. I need some like high tech devices to keep Tommy here on the podcast with me. So, thank That's you. <laughs> yeah, and we've got we've got, we're not alone here, Tommy. We we've got a guest to kick off the first episode, and it's it's the time twister, the divine arbiter of podcasts, Mister Minutes, Alex Brazard. How's it going, Alex? Whoop, whoop. Doing well. Glad to be here. I'm wearing my finest Asgardian leather. Hopefully, I don't get stripped at all, and uh, we'll have a good time tonight. <laughs> yeah, uh, Alex, I want uh, let's uh, you're our guest here, so I'll, I'll let you have the first word. Uh, like, uh, I, I guess I'm kind of curious. Like, well, we've had you on before, so I think people are are, are pretty aware of you. And uh, from the podcast at this point, yeah, friend, friend of the show, uh, Alex Brazard here. I, I'm curious, Alex, what you. I, I guess what you expected from the show and, and what do you like your just general thoughts? Like what did, did you, did you love this premiere? Yes, I did love the premiere. I, I really um, was, I love Loki. He's always been one of my favorite villains. Obviously he's been like the main villain for almost 10 years in Marvel. And then he does some playing hero. So it's fun following Loki. I'll be honest. I didn't know too much about the show going in. I I read a ton about it probably two days before. I knew it was coming, but I intentionally waited, I guess. And I did a download like two days before, and I was so hyped for this. That was about the time I texted you guys. I go, I need to come out for Loki. This is going to be good. And the first episode did not disappoint at all. It was was a great start to what I think is going to be a real fun season of TV. Yes. And, and Tommy, I know you're just bursting at the seams here. You've got so much to say. I'm, I'm so excited to hear all your takes. Um, but yeah, I'm curious as well. Uh, uh, what, what'd you think, man? I loved it. <laughs> I thought it was such a fun episode. You know, I will say, I was excited for the concept when I heard the concept. I rolled my eyes a little when I heard they're bringing Loki back. I was someone that felt they they overloaded us with Loki. Too much Loki was what I kept saying. You know, every Thor, Thor couldn't do a movie without his brother coming along. I don't think you can. I think he's part of what makes Thor great. Sorry to interrupt your hot take. No, I mean, you know, I've, I've seen good Thor stories in the comics, though, without Loki. 
he's off doing his other stuff. So, so I know they can do it, but I think they loved Hiddleston and he, he has such charisma and yes. I get it. I, he's, he's the, the chemistry between him and Owen Wilson. Ah, chef's kiss. Yeah. Yep. And, and that's, I, I'm going to say probably mostly Hiddleston. I mean, no, nothing gets Owen. He's got, he's charming as well, but he's just, I, I can't help but look at Hiddleston just be mesmerized by by the way he he holds himself as Loki. So loved the episode. Very excited to see what's coming with this show. And I, I really think this is the show that is going to impact the MCU the most out of the shows we've talked about yet. Yeah, I got to say, Tommy, I, I was a little bit more on your side. And it's not necessarily so how much they've used him in the past. For me, and, and I've expressed this concern with WandaVision, um, where are the stakes with these characters, right? Because, because, and I realized this is a this is a slightly different instance. Loki died in Endgame, and here he is back. And and I I, I re I realize this is like we'll go into all the time stuff, but it's so there. I just feel like they aren't willing to let go of these characters. They're not willing to move on to anything else. And and, and Loki, uh, uh, Vision. Uh, I feel like we're going to be constantly Black repeating Widow. these. What's that? Black Widow. She died. Yes. She yes. And again, that that's I've I've mentioned that as an example before as well, and that is a prequel. But still, it's like they don't want to let go of Scarlett Johansson. Uh, I don't know if there's like a, a contract there that I don't know about, but it just and what what the issue was. I think what was so cool about Thanos in Endgame is he came in and he killed the greatest villain in the MCU. And at that point, you're like, holy crap, this guy's not messing around. He's way more powerful than Loki. Like if you thought if you thought we had it bad now or before, look at what we got now, right? And, and I feel like by bringing Loki back, it completely diminishes all that. And I guess what my point is, we'll, we'll see where this goes at the end and, and what this means for Loki as a whole. Maybe this is his send-off. I'm not sure. But uh, I, I was skeptical, but I just want to say, complete. I, I mean, I'm I, I'm a little torn. I want to say this was my favorite premiere of the three Marvel shows we watched this far. But also, I last I really love that Wandavision premiere. Uh, so it's uh, it's a it's an uphill battle for Loki here. But I had so much fun. So I will argue. You said Black Widow is a prequel, so you were fine with that. I will argue, due to time travel rules, that this is also a prequel. This takes place in 2012, where this variant jumps, and every other timeline we've seen is also in the past. I hear you. I will go on another thing. I don't think it's either. It's in its own. To me, this is like Phil Coulson, who got a shout out tonight on the on the Loki. I guess not tonight. He got a shout out on the Loki show. But what? he, to me, obviously, he went on to Agents of Shield, and he existed in that world. They don't really talk about it in the MCU, and I wonder how much Loki is going to be involved. I, don't, I think for all intents and purposes, Loki is dead when it comes to the main movies. I think this will have implications into the MCU. Do I think Loki will be? I don't know. I think they'll just use the time cops as like the Loki representatives if they bring the Loki TV show into that universe, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll just go ahead. We'll, we'll, uh, if you've been listening to the Bad Batch podcast, you might know we're, we're experimenting with a, a different format and we're still open to feedback. You know, the, we will, if, if you all hate it, we'll throw it away. But um, just uh, we're, what we're doing is we're doing seven highlights of the episode, basically seven points we're going to go through and we're going to have many discussions. And we're kind of hitting on the first one already. It's about it's about Loki, the premise, what we thought of the show. So, um, yeah, I, I guess we'll just we'll continue to dive into that. Um, 
Tom, Tom Hiddleston, and I, I want to just say this about Tom Hiddleston, because, yes, he's a fantastic actor, actor, but it wasn't until this moment that I really started to consider that, right? Oh, because when I'm watching it, I don't question what he's doing. I'm just like, this is Loki. Like, this is not a dude acting. Like, I don't picture him as Tom Hiddleston anymore. For me, his breakout was the Avengers. That was, in the first Avengers movie, he was a standout to me. Like, the rest of the movie was good, but I was like, wow, I've never seen... Like a team, it was like five, six superheroes versus one villain, and the one villain held like held his own, not not power wise, but like charisma and like standout wise, like scene stealing wise. He was he was a big star of that movie, in my opinion, and that was part of why I was so excited for this movie because, like, we got a look at Wanda and Vision, like such a deep dive into their comic book stories, their motivations. Uh, just their look at their acting skills as actors. I knew that this was going to be an opportunity for, for Tommy boy here, not you, Tommy, sorry, for Tom here. And, you didn't see me in the pilot. I was yeah. in the background. <laughs> no, I missed you. Sorry. Oh, dang. Tommy Pez Hiddleston. Yeah. But see, it's funny you say that. I maybe I, I'm a Thor boy. I've loved the comics. And for me, I, I better than Thor. I think he's better than Thor. I, I, I thought uh, for a while. I mean, a Thor comic person. So, like, I'm talking, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think for me, I didn't feel like I liked Loki and Avengers. I liked what they did. It did not feel like Loki to me. Loki is the god of mischief. Okay. He, doesn't, he is in it for himself 100%. The logic of Avengers, it felt like they just needed a villain. And, and, and because in the comics, he is the person that brings the Avengers together, they really wanted to pay homage to that and have him be the villain that brings the Avengers together. I didn't feel like his reasons for it was there. And I do kind of like that in this episode, they kind of retcon a little bit of like, hey, dude, what is your deal? Like, we don't really know. Are, do you do you like to – We like, they literally showed an image from Avengers, and it's like, it looks like you like to do this. You literally stole someone's eye. And I think Ragnarok was the first, like, real, real Thor that I like and real Loki that I like that it feels like they finally understand that, like, Loki is just – a self-interested person that will do whatever he needs to do to be on top. He will wiggle around and do and weasel his way through things to, to be the person in charge, but not in front in charge, but the puppet master. That's what Loki wants to do is he wants to be the man behind the curtain. And so I like that this show seems to be pushing on that version of Loki more. I really enjoyed the title of the episode, calling it glorious purpose. And there was many references to his, glorious purpose throughout the episode and i think it's kind of cool like we said i really enjoyed loki in avengers we got kind of they plucked that loki out of the timeline and put him here and so we got to see some like him just popping out in the desert originally his first instinct is to like climb on the rock and be like i'm a god listen to me you mortals like i love that that was his first instinct out of like seeing anyone there um i, I just love that kind of things i feel like this episode did a really good job of bridging. Oh, we took the old Loki, but it is still a little bit of the new Loki because they kind of made him learn all his life lessons very quickly throughout the, the course of these 45, 50 minutes as it was. Yeah, uh, the TVA has the uh, the Infinity Saga box set apparently because they were just showing the Loki highlights and catch. And I, I was actually I really liked that um, because I was a little worried, like coming in, like trying to remember. Oh, okay, did this happen? Before, or after uh, he got plucked out of the timeline, but but they caught him up. They like he he is he is up to date. You know he he's binged 
the series and uh yeah so i like that they did that they got that out of the way in the first episode yeah do you think this is where like uh if you remember in wandavision remember how monica and them seem to have like the play-by-plays of the fight in wakanda do you think they yeah. just went to the the timekeepers they were like hey can you give us the, the, the movie reel of it yeah yeah it was no but it's good though because he needs to know those sort of things that happen it's important if, if yeah. he doesn't know it it throws off the audience's perspective of everything well and not only that i think what they did was i think what you're saying he came in and he's like i am this god i am important i am the most important i am the hero of my story yes and i think what this episode was about was breaking Humbling. breaking this loki down yeah they really were like you are a blip you are yes. a small person in this giant thing that is going on Mobius was like, do you want to see how the rest of this plays out? It's not good for you, bro. It is. Yeah, they really humble him. And But that's what Loki got in the Thor movies and the Avenger movies, blah, 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 blah. They really just took this one and they were like, here, we're going to fast forward this for you. Make it happen yeah. all at once. <laughs> yeah, I did love with the desert um, that – so, like, to me, this felt like an homage to – Iron Man. I mean, he's literally laying in almost the same position when he falls. It's the same when um when Iron Man shoots out with his with his first Mark One and and it breaks apart and he's like laying in the sand. It was the same shot essentially. That was really cool. I love when they do stuff like that. It's so smart and so clever. I didn't catch that, but that's good. So uh, let's let's move forward. I think we we've covered uh, our boy Loki here. I, I want to dive into the TVA because this is really uh, Tommy. I can't wait for you to set the record straight here because I, I got so many questions, uh, but not too not too many to where like I'm like kind of turned off. Like what the heck is going on? I get it. You know, I get enough, but uh, <laughs> but it is a little confusing. And I was talking to my wife, Sydney. And she was like, "Look, I'm." I'm very excited for you guys to talk about this because I don't get anything. And I'm like, I'm like, uh, maybe Tommy's the man to look at, but I, I just want to say like throughout, especially when Loki enters the, the TVA originally, and he's going through like the processing system and, and he sees that, that cute little robot and he's signing the documents. And I, it was just so charming. Like I, I laughed so much in those couple scenes and, and all the little employees in there. Yeah. Uh, well played. I love the TVA as like a, a an establishment. Anyone who works in an office, I feel like, can appreciate the TVA because they're like all powerful super deities, controller of the timelines. But they too are just bogged down with paperwork and need a second cup of coffee around noon and like have water cooler chat. And it, it, it's really relatable and funny. But also, you're like, oh yeah, I like that their work is important. It's it, it's. It's a cool take on it. And I love time travel. I don't know if I've said this yet. I love anything with time travel. And I will be honest, I didn't understand the scope of like how much time travel would be in this. I knew he was going to the TVA, and I guess I should have assumed that. But um, I think they did a good job introducing it. I can definitely see how someone would be confused. But I think our, our, our good buddy, Miss Minutes, gave a very good explanation and the good thing about everything we've talked about is we haven't even hit like the intro like the music the theme the where it goes loki this is all just like preliminary info they throw at us yeah it, it really was cool and it felt i think it was a cool contrast of like loki is literally like what the heck is going on while everyone's just casually sipping their coffee like you're right it's like this is a normal day for them this is not loki is again pushing that like loki is not a big deal it's like this is not that big of a deal to them they are casually doing their jobs um miss minute was great and i, I want to say 
because I know how much Alex uh, always loves voice acting. And we, oh, uh, yes. do you know the voice of Miss Minute? Oh, I picked it up almost instantly. It's Miss, or uh, she's the Tom Kenny of voice acting for females, Miss Tara Strong. She's voiced so many amazing things over the years. She was Bubbles in the Powerpuff Girls, she was Timmy Turner, Dill Pickles in the Rugrats. She's also, sorry to talk a little DC, but she played Raven on Teen Titans. Um, she also plays Barbara Gordon in a few DC things. And, and to bring it back to Marvel, she plays Mary Jane in a lot of like uh, uh, animated Marvel stuff. So she's all over the place. And I don't know why, but I love that they brought her in. She's like an icon in my opinion. So they were like only the best for, for this show. Yeah, I, I thought you would have like I thought you knew it, it was so brilliant, so nice to to you know hear her voice. voice. She's really good at, at different voices. I love anyone who can change their voice like throughout. Like she, I, it's impressive to me. So I, I kudos to her. So yeah. so Miss Miss Minutes is very reminiscent of uh, the the Mister DNA from Jurassic Park, right? Did anyone oh! else guess? <laughs> I didn't even think of that, but it is. I can totally see that. Yeah, that was uh, that was killer. I love this minutes. Yeah, no, I I thought that. Right, I saw something on Twitter where it was like people were like, "I'm shipping this," and it was the Mister DNA in this minute. And they're like, "That's what I want to see." <laughs> yes, yeah, that'd be that'd be an awkward baby, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I love this whole introduction, and we get. I do. So this comes to my first business idea. They mentioned so Loki is in a at, in line at one point. One of multiple. Sorry, he, go ahead. Yeah. Loki's in line and he grabs a ticket and he mentions a deli. Hear me out. A time traveling deli. You go to this <laughs> deli and they bring you back sandwiches from time. You get the sandwich that the Archduke uh, Ferdinand was trying to eat when he got shot. He went to a sandwich shop. And so you get that sandwich, that sandwich of history you can eat. You charge a lot of money for that type of sandwich, though. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay, I'm into that. I'm into that. So that's reasons. yeah. That's why I think the tea, that's why I think they should be doing. Forget about the people. Let them run rampant. Just open yeah. up a deli. <laughs> I would be doing so much crazy stuff with the time machine, and Tommy's making a deli. <laughs> I, I respect. The, I respect the hustle. We'll give out Infinity Stones as the prize. It'll be like <laughs> like a like a Burger King uh, kid meal. You'll get a little yeah. Infinity Stone. While we're on the TVA, this is probably jumping ahead in the episode, but I absolutely loved when uh, that dude just had a box of Infinity Stones, and Loki was like, "What? where did you get these? <laughs> and he's like, oh, we have a million of them all around here. That was so funny to me. And it just... Well, go ahead. I, I, well, I love the... Because, again, I was explaining that Loki was used to show how powerful Thanos was, and now the Infinity Stones are used to show how powerful the TVA is. They have no use for these these things. Like they they have infinite powers of time travel, and and with that becomes endless possibilities. So it's like it's completely useless to them. So I, I thought again that was a great way of demonstrating how powerful these guys are. Yeah, no, I love the TVA. Um, yeah, and then we get the intro with Miss Minute. I wanted to. There was a couple things in here. Uh, the robot that you see. There's like there's like different things in this intro, and I don't know if they're going to be important or not. But the first one is we see uh, this robot. It looks like Herbie, which is Fantastic Four's little robot. Uh, Fantastic Four has this little robot guy. It looks just like him. I think it's just an homage, or like again, I'm not going to do the. This is this is confirming we're getting Fantastic Four right now. They're coming in because of this. I don't know, 
but it was cool to see Herbie. And then the other Herbie's thing is your first fans. Fantastic Four is going to be in Loki. <laughs> no, Hulu said it himself. Thanks for setting the record straight, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. And then the other one is there was these two – there was a war going on at one point, and they show this. And I just thought it was cool. The two, the two warring parties were Cree and Wakanda were the two – uh, the two parties. I think maybe the, again, it was one of those like, this is a what if future. I don't think it's actually going to have any, we're not going to see that battle. Maybe, but I thought it was cool. We got to see it in a little cartoon version. I like that little cartoon recap explaining everything. I mean, they kept it real straightforward and that, that like really upset Loki that he's like, what? You guys keep the predetermined path? He didn't like that he didn't have control over his, his, his own decisions like that. We could get into that later, but that was like his first yeah. look at it. And he, he, you could see it on his face right then and there. He was scoffing at the idea from the beginning. This Loki is the most fun Loki where it is. It's, it's a Loki who is down and out and there's no, he is able to always think of like the next, what if the th next thing to do, the next plan. There's nothing he can do on this. And I think that's what makes him so interesting right now. It's like, I'm guilty of, and he tries to use his powers and it doesn't work. That yeah. was going. Yeah, that was great. And he, at one point he goes, don't look at me. And he's like, he's, he's, what's, what's that one? Uh, t I think her name's Hunter, maybe. Uh, she was like, just like with so much pain, man, he's trying to use his powers. <laughs> she was great. I loved, and that's the thing. I loved all the cast. Like, even just the, the her, the, the secretary, Casey, was great where he, you know. He's top notch. Yeah, he's like, I, I don't even know what a fish is. <laughs> that was that was one of the funniest lines of the whole thing. He's like, what's a fish? <laughs> well, so Tommy, that, that does lead me again to like maybe where a little bit of my confusion comes from and, and like trying to understand what the TVA is. I, I, I have two questions. Number number one, uh, where is the TVA? Like, is it just Ooh. like, just like, is it an idea? Like, are they just there? Because or is it space or, or, or what? And then secondly, because again, that makes me wonder, where do these people come from, right? Who are these people working there? Are they just like simulations? Are they like, what, what's going on? I, this is where like things kind of get confusing for me. So it's a, I, I would believe it is a pocket dimension. That's how I would think of it. That's um, what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. It yeah. exists outside every timeline. Me and, me and Alex, we uh, finish each other's, Deli sandwiches from the time deli. <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> yeah, so we can get into – let's do the Loki version as I know it from what Loki explained, and then I can kind of tell you what the comics have done with that. Is that – do you yeah. think that will work? Yeah, let's do that. Please, please, please. Yeah, and, and – Take your time with Tommy, everyone. No, no. <laughs> I heard that usually goes bad. Uh <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, the way you know Miss Minute, she kind of lays it out for us. At one point, there was all these. There was a multiverse. The multiverse all fought with each other. At one point, there was a war of the multiverse, and basically everything got destroyed. Uh, and and but these timekeepers, these these three like wizard-like beings, created one sacred timeline where everything exists in this one timeline. And if things start to go off into like forming new multiverses, the time police, TVA, they're here to stop those variants uh, and and bring everything, basically 
kill them off and then let the timeline go on, you know, continue. I think something important to note, the judge pointed out that what the Avengers did was not going against the timeline. So I thought that was interesting that it's not any time travel. Like they predicted that the Avengers were going to go back in time and do this, but it's specific. And that really makes me question, what is it that this Loki did differently? Because if the Infinity Stone had rolled up to his foot, I would say nine times out of 10, that Loki's going to take it and run. But this, but apparently the normal timeline, he doesn't get that. But also it's a little confusing because they do end up getting the infinity stone like later in the past. That's probably what caused the variant. Oh, I just talked myself into it. I think. <laughs> um, I was well, confused myself, but I think I, I got it. I, I think I got there. I'm almost wondering if this is all supposed to happen. If low, you know, in the same way that they say the Avengers, it was all supposed to happen. Was Loki supposed to come work for the TV? Was this already decided? Yeah. That's the thing when you get into time, when you get into this thing of like, there is no choice. It gets a little, Iffy, it's like, so is, is this podcast already recorded? Is is this already yeah. happening? Do I have to even be here right I now? I listened to it before we got on. That way I knew what I was supposed to say at oh, the nice. previous times. Um, <laughs> sorry, that was good. Um, I, I don't know. I really like that. This uh, To me, being a variant is literally the ultimate, like, rebel status, right? Like, you went against, like, predetermined timeline? Oh, shit. Like, this... This Loki right here is one of the baddest of the bad Lokis, in my opinion, because he was able to work his way into the TVA. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing is, like, I don't know how much it was. Like, it seems like Owen Wilson just knew to go find. I don't know. There's there's something going on there. But, yeah, that's the TVA for how the show explains it. Uh, there's, like, a, a little bit more that I think we're going to find out um, throughout, I think, like, I don't know if we got there yet, or this is after the intro. Have we got into like the Morbius and the whole French thing yet? Uh, yeah, we can. If you, that is our next point on uh, the highlights here. Sure is, the TVA though in the comics. Yeah, let me do the comic yeah, one yeah. real quick. Um, and it, there is something else in this intro that goes to my prediction, but I'll save that for the end. So I will come back to this intro and something specifically they said uh, during this intro. Um, so that's a little teaser for the later. If you were, if you were thinking about only listening to thirty minutes and then <laughs> don't turn it off now, baby. Uh, yeah. So the TVA in the comics, it's so what's interesting, right? Is like the multiverse exists in the Marvel. They didn't have this like plot is kind of taken almost from DC almost in the Crisis on Infinite Earths. This is kind of more of a DC thing. Um, it's fine, but. I think that with the what essentially happened was there was a former like timeline in in the Marvel world, and there was like this thing where it was like heat erased. It wasn't really a war, but like it was like a one person survived from that original timeline. He's called He Who Remains, and he creates a TVA, and. He also took three people with him, and they are called, um, they are called, I have to find the time twisters. And the time twisters are these, the, the original, we're going to be the original TV, the original time police. And they, something happened with, because they were his first experiments, they malfunctioned. They were not, they didn't work the way they're supposed to. And they basically go through time, like destroying dimensions, destroying different multiverses. They work backwards almost. 
um, than what they were intended to be. So that's what the time twisters are created by the he who was chosen. He then went on and, and formed the TVA and, and made uh, everything else and, and just monitoring the different multiverses, keeping everything in track and making sure nothing gets too wonky. Gotcha. Interesting. Yeah. I have one question before we move on from the TVA. The timekeepers, where would you rank, relate, I don't know what I'm trying to really ask, where would you put them against the Eternals? Ooh. It's hard because I think they, they like they, power-wise or... I don't know. Do they hang out? Do they know each other? <laughs> maybe. Maybe they get copied. Other in the office? They both hang out. I bet you the Eternals come to the TVA to get some deli sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> they're both they're both like, we're gonna help when it's convenient for us. Yeah, yeah, no, but for real. Sorry. That's a very good point. Um, I really like the idea of the TVA. Like I said, comparing it to a, an office, but the all-powerful supernatural uh keepers of the timeline. Because if you're gonna be keeping a timeline, you do have to be organized like an office. And so Wherever there's organization means there's paperwork. And it's a funny, it's a fun concept that has some, you can do be a little goofier with time travel. And like, I mean, a show that honestly to keep saying about DC and I'm not the biggest DC, but, but the uh, legends of tomorrow kind of does something very similar of this, of like, they are a group that goes through time, fixing time blips essentially. Yep. Yep. I kind of like this, that they're more like an agency here. If that, if I'm being honest, I don't know why. I, I from we can transition into Mo, Agent Mobius here, but Agent Mobius gave me a little bit of um, the Matrix Agent Smith vibes, not in very similarities, but like role wise, like position wise, they're like a suit that like goes out and like takes care of and fixes shit. I don't know. It was cool. We'll, we'll, dive, we'll dive into highlight if if you're ready. I guess uh, we'll dive into highlight number three, which is Mobius, which I. I, I specifically wanted a, a good chunk dedicated to this. And Tommy, I don't know. I, I feel like you might be a little bit more lukewarm than me, but I am a huge, uh, again, teaser, in case you're planning on leaving. Um, this could be part of my recommendation. I am a huge Owen Wilson fan. Wow. So I, I was at, yeah, wow, <laughs> all day long. I love Owen Wilson also. He's so, he's so great. And I thought he can, and, and he's not even like, particularly zany in this but he i think it's up against loki and being like more of the straight man like it I, it works it totally works for me so yeah i had to dedicate a segment to mobius yeah i, I like mobius he is from the comics and i i was basically uh he okay wait should i like repeat everything i said about the whole i'm are we keeping in the part before of me saying the whole like uh i might movie. just move that part here yeah, okay I was gonna. I can just say it all again because, like, I was gonna go off into. Yeah, you're good. You're good. I'll, I'll, I'll do some magic. Okay. So the thing about him is, in the comics, he is like basically the TVA. Like every person, they're like, it's weird. It's like they're not. He is Morbius, but they all look the same. They're all one person, and they're all inspired by this guy, Mark Gruwald, who was the uh, continuity. He was the guy in charge of the Marvel timeline in the comics. He was like his job was to make sure that everything lined up and all the continuity was right. So it's really cool that like he's the time police, you know? <laughs> that was his job in real life. One thing I really appreciate, and this is a little bit just TBA, TVA and Mobius all rolled in one, is um 
for them having a lot of intellectual property, they're not afraid to take risks on like particularly zany plot lines, like a whole time traveling uh, enforcement office uh, is not what most fans tune in to watch. And it, I really appreciate that they were like, let's put Loki there. Like, I, I don't know if Loki in the comics ever takes an adventure there, but to me, this is like a really good uh, pair, pairing. Cause I, I thought like you were saying earlier, uh, Mobius and Loki had some good chemistry. They, they, you could tell they became uh, not friends at the end, but they, uh, they're going to be working close together. Yeah, and and that's a good point. I, I think one of the big downsides to Disney is they tend to like. It, it feels like they feel the need to dumb things down for everybody. So, the fact that like they're able to throw a show like this at it and it's completely wrapping my brain still, like trying to figure out how it all works. Uh, yeah, it, it's very impressive that they're willing to 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 do this. So, Tommy, you got anything else on Mobius? Uh, yeah, I think he was fascinating. I did like the way, I liked that he played him more like when he's in like a, like a Wes Anderson movie or like that's how the kind of, it was, it wasn't like, yeah, it, it, it gave me that vibe. Uh, and I liked the scene with the, the French little kid and, and, uh, I, what is this virtual drawing? Was it distracting the kid? I was very confused. It was cool. He, like draw it a little stick figure. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we can get into all the gadgets, but it was—I thought it was really neat. Uh, it's entertain the kid. She's freaked out. She just watched, I think, a bunch of people get murdered in a church, the scariest place to get murdered. And um, what you have somewhere that'd be scarier? We don't need to. We can get into that off air, but um, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I um think that Mobius um. Like you said, he's like not normally the straight man in many things. Oh, I lost what I was gonna say. I'm sorry. It'll come back. <laughs> Fine. Well, I, I wanted to, because I, I kind of wanted to stop down here. You you mentioned the the scene, um, and and Tommy, we talked briefly about this, um, and and I was kind of appalled, I, Tommy. I'm calling you out here because look, you put me through the ringer with this with this Mephisto stuff and WandaVision, but I feel like now we've had and, and I, I feel like there were multiple things in this episode that alluded to a devil. And and I realize that especially in this instance it very well could be Loki, but spoilers. Just kidding. <laughs> but I, I I feel personally that Mephisto is more likely to show up in this series now than he was in WandaVision. Am I am I am I crazy? I agree with that stance. I do think he's more likely. Do I think he's going to show up? No. No. Um, it's all hype, but the devil, I, I will admit, when I first saw the devil, I was like, oh, people are going to think that, but it's not where I went, I guess, if that makes sense. I went so with the Loki I horns. That. I was like, Loki has freaking horns on his oh, head. So I didn't think he's think a devil. Time through. But since we're talking about it now, that was such a great twist at the end there when they announced that he's like, we're hunting you. I love the way he delivered that line. Oh, that was the other thing I was going to say about Mobius. I've, he had my favorite line of the whole episode. It was when he was like, big metaphor guy. I like that about, or whatever he says, I bought, I just butchered it. And it's my favorite yeah. line. He goes, make you sound real smart. And Loki goes, I am smart. He goes, I know. Like I, it <laughs> was really good. I, I, it was, uh, he played a very good, good cop. If that makes sense. Yeah. 
Yeah, Alex, don't worry. We have those time devices. We'll go back in time. You can redo that line and really nail it down. Don't. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think we I think we've beaten Mobius to death. We'll move on to highlight number four, which. Well, I wanted to say about I I wanted to go on my random Melfist. I feel like I didn't get enough heat. Oh, okay. All right. Well, let's do it. I I hear you about like obviously. I don't know. They're saying so. This is the thing too. There's been the director has kind of come out and be like, "We made this before Wandavision was even in production, uh, or in post production." They were like in post production while they were making Loki, and he, she's or the director was like, "This was a reference to Loki." But I definitely like when I started to see all this Wandavision come out about Mephisto, I was like, "Oh, people are going to have a field day when it comes to our show." Um, maybe she, the director is is doing that to throw us off the sense to fake us out. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm burnt from WandaVision. Maybe I am like a, the grizzled cop now. And I'm just like, don't fall down. Don't, don't uh, be, be, uh, be disoriented. Michael, it's all a pipe dream. No, this is a pipe dream. It's not going to happen. Well, okay. So maybe, and maybe this is where we got ahead of ourselves in WandaVision and maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves here. I mean, I'd still, if I had to put money on it, he's not showing up. But, I mean, there there were very valid things that came up in WandaVision, and I don't think it's unfair to say that it doesn't mean that it's not something they're looking at for the future of the MCU. Hear me out. What if this version of Loki becomes Mephisto? He becomes the Marvel Devil. You're like... It, it, uh, maybe <laughs> I will say though, since we're just talking about it in this moment, I think the Loki variant that we are following is gonna become the Loki variant that they're chasing. I agree with that thought. Yeah, I definitely. I, I think they're the ones that caused this whole thing. I, I that's a bold prediction, but I would love that because to me, that's like mm, Chef's Kiss, peak time travel, baby. Oh, I stole Tommy's line. That's how excited I got. <laughs> well, it's what we were saying just before of like. They almost they said like the Avengers thing was supposed to happen, so it almost makes you think like this Loki thing was supposed to happen, and that Loki was supposed to become that variant. I also have another theory of what the the Loki variant is, uh, we'll, but we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, we don't yeah. want to spoil our allies. But. All right. Take us, little, yeah, take us to the interview. Yes, the interview, which this uh, uh this is this covers. No, I'm joking. So. Yeah. <laughs> this is uh this is the this is like the everything under the sun in this interview. This is a lot again. This is where they they do, they do a deep dive into the Infinity Saga uh box set collection. Uh they go back and watch the highlights. Um but I I think the highlight of the interview for me and this was uh very much highlight well there's a there are a lot of highlights. But but one of the funnest parts of of the scene was the DB Cooper stuff. Um yeah. and this uh, this is one of those things like I'm kind of of two minds on it. Uh, number one, like we, if you watch the trailers, it was pretty obvious that this was a thing. Um, and this yeah. was coming up. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I'm glad that we are getting things that were in the trailer out of the way with in episode one, rather than like showing things that are going on in episode six. But with that being said, the DV Cooper stuff was a lot of fun. Um, I, I had, I, I had an epiphany when I was watching, Tom Hiddleston on the plane. I realized that Tom has he has to be the next James Bond. Like that has to be a thing. I'm Team Hiddleston Bond from here on out. I don't know if anyone's Bond fans here, but I love James Bond. I I, he's a great actor. I really think I can see that because I think he's 
top notch. Um, he was great in this interview scene because uh, he like watching his old self. It's like very existential. Like we talked about, he got fast forward. He learned all these life lessons in a short amount of time. And uh, we got good back and forth in this interview. This was like peak Loki in his ranting. He's like, oh, I'm going to be the God King. That was funny when he's like, I assume the Avengers went back in time to stop me from my ultimate rise of being the God King. Like it was so assumptive of, but he did know the Avengers traveled back in time. That was pretty funny that he knew that he just had the wrong reason. And I love his like, he's also just so good. I mean, Loki is supposed to be the silver tongue. He's supposed to be good with his words. Like I loved how, both in the interview and in the the trial, he like he was trying to blame the Avengers, and like his thought did kind of make sense. Yeah. Uh, but I also love the line the judge gives. Who the judge is cool too. Um, her name is Ravina Renslayer, and actually she's connected to in the comics. She's connected to King the Conqueror, which is something we've been talking about for a little bit in Phase Four. Like we have thoughts. Michael has thoughts about his little young Avengers, um, and I like this line of. It's not your story. It would never was. Could you imagine like hearing that and like what that could do? Like, yeah, like if someone told me that, I'd be like, well, what what am I doing then? Like, what am I here for then? If like it's not my story, it never was. It was such a good line. Yeah, it is a good line. Like I said, a lot of this is very like existential. Look at your life. They've plucked this one from the timeline. A lot of self-reflection for Loki. I'm into all that stuff. And you know, you can spend like a whole season on like character development like that. And I really kind of like that. We just like shoved it into one episode, one interview right here. We were like, deal with this Loki. I like it. Yeah. I mean, we, we really experienced like, uh, his entire beginning middle and end. And, and yeah, that, I thought it was very fascinating. We saw, we see, I guess this is a little bit, he kind of comes back to the interview room and, and see some more stuff, but we get, we get to see him break down later on, which that, <laughs> that, that was a that was very telling. And, and I think we did get a full transformation of Loki here. And uh, yeah. And, and I guess it, I, I guess you guys have some theories about where we're going to go with Loki and Tommy. I, I don't, I don't know that I could see him because I feel like this is like, is, is this the redemption song for Loki? Right. Because um, I don't see him becoming the devil after all of this. Right. I I'm already feeling so much sympathy for him. That's the illusion. That's the big joke is he built. Oh, he called it out in the beginning too, is he puts on a facade to make himself seem stronger and better. And that's the cruel part is when he snaps his fingers and it all goes away and they look at the real Loki and they get a real good look at, at, at what he is. This is it's it's all a big setup, Michael. Don't fall. <laughs> you can't give Loki an inch. Lo I do think he was like uh, at his breaking point when he broke down. I do believe it was like, I mean, that's this is what, I liked, what I liked about this episode is like I had something very similar. Where it's like I feel like throughout my whole life. I always had a plan. I always had the next step plan. There was one part where I was planning, you know, to get a little personal. I was planning on moving to LA and I couldn't, and I had to wait a year and I didn't, I had like a breakdown where I was like, what am I, this is my plan to move to LA and I can't do it now. What do I do now? And I think that's where Loki hit, yeah. but now he got the next step, which is now, he, oh, Morbius gave him a bone and he maybe right now is genuine about helping Loki. To his fault, he always wants something more. He wants that he can never be satisfied. To quote yeah. uh, Hamilton, he he will 
strive for that greed. He will. He is a self-serving person. He had it at the end of Thor Ragnarok. He had it. And then he has to stab Thor in the back. He literally was there. He had that redemption in his hand. And he chose, he chose not to. And he knows that about himself. We even got the line between him and Mobius where Mobius is like, you do know yourself then. <laughs> and um, he knows this about himself. And so I think that was part of the interview. What was so trippy for him is he watched himself die. And in his dying moments, what is he doing? He's trying to save Thor. He's doing like something heroic and, and selfless. And that was when I think it really hit him. He was like, fuck, my whole life I spend doing all this shit. And this is how I'm going to die? In the end, it was by trying to do something good. The one good thing I actually try to do, and I end up dying. Well, I, and I'm going to go back to kind of my rant on Loki here, because, again, I, what I was about to say was, uh, if if this is the redemption song for Loki, I hope that it's also his send-off, right? Like, if he's going to be redeemed, it has to be the end of Loki for me. And that's why I thought the ending that we got for Loki originally was so perfect because it was, he was finally redeemed. He was finally doing something selfless and, and that's how he went out. And I feel like that's how this has to end. Uh, but again, it's like, is this the necessary step? Do we need this step? Didn't we already get, get the redemption and send off? Whatever. I, I'll, I'm done ranting about that. I get what you're saying. Story-wise, it wrapped up very nicely. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think we can get a Loki that is a villain we like to hate. If that makes, I, I could see him like that's how he is in the comics. He does things that sometimes benefit the heroes, and then other times does things completely not. He is there is one person that Loki cares about. It is Loki, and he will do anything for Loki, whatever uh, direction he needs to go and that he sees fit. Yeah, and and like I said, I I would like to see that as well, and I agree. It. it I felt like if we were going to do that, though, they would have done that with Endgame because they, they did, I mean, Infinity Wars, like they did. That was perfect. He had his moment. He gave, he finally sacrificed for his brother. And then they had to do this. So to me, it's like they, they're not going to be able to top that moment yeah. as a redemption, you know? All right. Anything else on the interview here? <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll move on to, uh, uh, Hold on, I lost my time tech. What sort of? Yes, the time, the time, the time tech. Because the okay, so uh, highlight number five. Uh, this was because I really, I really wanted to talk about the uh, the little collar he gets because it's very interesting of what it does to him and what he can do to other people with it. Um, but but we can also wrap that in with there's so much other stuff going on in the TVA, all this different tech that they have. I really like the door that they use to to transport themselves back in time that is so i love that thing um we talked about the little doodle thing i still don't know what that was but also just like the endless capabilities of the tva um and i, I thought that one and I, I thought the one thing that was really interesting was what really clicked for loki when he was trying to escape and he was like uh wait a minute why, why would i do that everything that i could possibly want is here right Th this is where the power resides so I, I like the tva and what they're capable of so yeah i don't know if you have anything else on the tech oh yeah so i really enjoyed not enjoyed but just was fascinated like you said he realized this was like the pinnacle of power this this glorious purpose had been halted by an uh, an immovable object the tva is unstoppable they have 
I don't even know what to call them. They look like stun guns uh, uh, that just erase people yeah. out of existence. I forgot about that one. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's kind of really powerful. It would have been nice to have that when they were fighting Thanos. Can you imagine if uh, uh, they just ran up and stuck him with one of those and he just... But what if they missed? They almost got poor Casey. You gotta <laughs> be careful with those things. He was so good. He goes, "Whoa!" <laughs> we gotta protect Casey. That's our the Stark warriors. We are protecting Casey. He cannot go. He is our little secretary that we love and adore. Because I've been behind my, behind a desk my whole life. <laughs> Relatable. Relatable. <laughs> What is a fish after all? Yeah. I, I think they are. Uh, sorry. Uh, I I think they're a little loose with that the 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 stun rod uh, because there, at the beginning there was another variant who was coming and he was giving it was like he was a little bit sassy. He was giving them like a little bit of trouble and like we're not we're not dealing with this. Zap, you're you're gone. Like uh, and the number, he didn't take a ticket. Yeah. So he didn't have. I, well, no. The way I took that actually on second rewatch was he didn't have a ticket, so he didn't have like. A trial, and if you're not going to uh, stand trial, what do you erase? You're not supposed to. But there's no warning, like, hey, grab a ticket. <laughs> okay, fair. But 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 low key though, even if they did have a trial, I think the trial is they're going to die. Any yeah, like <laughs> down on the low, right? Like, there's no other meaning of low key, right? That's funny. Uh, anyways, so. I don't think the trial really mattered. I think they were all going to die. They're not going to bring them back into their. Yeah, it's just it's just a formality. That judge probably is like playing like Tetris on her phone or something because she doesn't even have to do anything. She's just they're all going to be guilty. Completely fair. Because you can't go back to your timeline after they fix it. So I think that really does only leave two options: you either stay in the TVA, or you 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 go away. You you they erase you. <laughs> And maybe that's how they get the workers. Maybe it's like, hey, you can work for us or die. Yeah. And that's how they get all those different, like, because we saw a different, I think we saw a scrawl at some point in the background. Like, we see various different creatures in this, in this, uh, but yeah, I love the tech. I thought it was fun. I do like that they specifically were like, it's not magic, which I thought was like, it's cool how everyone has different terms of what things are like the asgards believe that it's not magic it's science and and dr strange believes it's mad you know it's cool that everyone has different versions of this stuff i totally agree i get what you're saying it it all is similar in nature they get the same results done but it's how they get there i really we we kind of went back and forth i don't know what to call this thing i was just called the collar um but uh (laughs) I really like when he puts the the collar on the TVA agent, and he's and he's zapping her, uh, he's resetting her over and over again. And I thought that was interesting. I was gonna say, but then I realized this is this isn't the same Loki in the same timeline. But it reminded me of when Doctor Strange sent him through a portal, and he was falling for forever, however long. And I thought that was very reminiscent. Like the same guy who would be annoyed with that would be the same guy who would be pleased by putting someone else through that misery. Very true. Yeah. So. I liked that. I liked, but again, that shows like kind of what we've been saying is like his cunningness. Like even when you count him out, he stole the, the clicker originally from Morbius. It, you know, it, he's he, he's a rogue slash bard. He's got a lot of rogue qualities, but he's got like the silver tongue of a bard. Sorry to oh get yeah, that. he's definitely got like a plus seven in both. Like he is yeah. he's yeah, proficient yeah, yeah. in both. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His deceit is high. He tries to intimidate Casey. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Got you like a fish. What's a fish? That was just such a great response to that. Like, also a great scream reference. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Both that and also the fact that the guy's name was Casey. I didn't even uh, think about that. Ooh. Yeah. Well played. Yeah, but yeah, I lo- love the tech. Can't say enough about tech on this show. No. On the other show, hate tech. all right so we'll move on and and actually i mean honestly we covered this next highlight a lot this is this is highlight number six um it's basically the chase sequence where uh loki kind of escapes for a minute and then he breaks back in um and yeah we we i brought up earlier though was all the infinity stones and i kind of wanted to touch on this though because when he gets that and he does go to the with casey he goes is this the highest power in the universe and that's what makes me think Loki has not turned over any sort of leaf. He's just like, oh, if I can't beat them, I have to join them. Like, that's just Loki's mentality is, okay, well, I'm either going to die, get a race, or I can try to help this Agent Mobius guy with what he wants and maybe get some of these sweet, sweet rewards that the TVA are, is offering. And it at least buys him time to come up with a, a bigger plan. It, it buys him time... Loki's always looking out for himself, and that's what that is. But it was a very existential moment. These Infinity Stones that he's at war on Earth over, there's sitting in a desk box drawer without any – he can't use them. He's like, I have them all, and he can't use any of them. It's so funny to me. It's – because we've been through, like, a journey with all the Infinity Stones, but this Loki has not. He has, he has only seen the one – or the two. He's got the rod and the Tesseract. And so he's like trying to get all the others and they're just sitting here like multiples of them. Like, repeat. yeah, the multiple. That's what killed me. It's like, they have like oh, three, three of these, four of those. You know, with what they do, I bet they get a ton of the time stones. And on my second rewatch, I did feel like there was a ton of the green ones in there. I was like, that's a good detail. I hope they did that on purpose. Oh. Yeah. No, it was very clever and very, uh, it, it just made me wonder though, did Cap even have to go back in time then? Could they just have waited a couple seconds the time police would show up, just take their infinity stones for them. Be like, don't worry, we'll return it. We're like a delivery service. We're returning these stones for you. No. Is that well, yeah, I think it has to be like, that. again, they have to like go again. I think they would have to be a variant of some sort and they have to like. They show up for variants is what yeah. I think. So like the whole thing is essentially like it was always predicted that Cap would go back in time. We just, because the was Avengers. Essentially. Yeah. I do like the meta of like. Like, and this is going back a little bit, like the whole, like, this is the Avengers story. That's essentially what they're saying. They're like, Loki, you're here just to help them be better. Like, like that, again, it's just like. He's the reason they got together and they're the reason he fails. And in the end, they're the reason he dies. Like, he is just intertwined in their story. And this whole TVA thing is giving him a chance at his own story. That's pretty meta because the show's yeah. about him. It's called Loki. Whose story do we think we're a part of? Um, good question. Hadn't thought yeah. about that. Yeah. Probably like Tom Curry is like, really, this is all on Instagram. Me and stop. <laughs> his missions have all been impossible and worth it. Yeah. In it. And then we'll find out we're all just existing in like a snow globe. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> um, All right, so, uh, yeah. 
Well, let's move on to this is this is like my most anticipated discussion here. Um, and it's a big one because this is kind of what we're left with at the end. We kind of learned that um, uh, who they're after is it, like you described, Brizzard. Uh, it is Loki. Right. And of course, later we see the we see the time cops. They show up. They, they see they find this little rod, which I'm or I, I, I kind of thought it was a sword of some sort of weapon. Like um, but. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of curious. I, I will get we'll get y'all's takes on that. But but the, yeah, we see this hooded figure that ends up killing the uh, our little uh, uh, our time cops. So this was uh, yeah, Tommy. I I know you've got things to say about this. I know I know that you understand the possibilities probably more than anybody. So I'm curious, what do you think about all of this? All right. So the big drop here it comes. Oh boy. The hooded figure is going to be the way to cross over Star Wars and Marvel. It's the hooded figure that was in the Bad Batch last week. Done. That's it. Uh, no. just... <laughs> joking, Perfect. joking, guys. No. So I think the show, this is where I go. The show has mystery, but not in the same way as WandaVision. I do believe that they're being pretty straightforward with everything in a way. Just like Loki, there are lies and a little bit of their truths. I do believe this is Loki. They were talking about Loki. I believe the hooded figure is the variant. Now, what form of Loki do we know? I think it would be really cool if this is Lady Loki. And this is how they bring in a different version of Loki that we've seen in the comics. Lady Loki is incredible. And this would be cool to see a different version of Loki. That's smart. I had a similar thought, but yours is like a good one. And, and mine's a joke. I'll preface it before I do it. Is it Palpatine? That was my first thought. No, that's a good one. No, no, no. no. Your Lady Loki's a good guess, but I had a guess that maybe it is a Loki from a different timeline or a different variant, and what if it's Matt Damon's Loki? That'd be good, too. That'd be really funny. I'm here for it. But Lady Loki, I kind of like more. So my other thing is, so yeah, I believe you're right. They're being straightforward. I think Owen Wilson, excuse me, Mobius, is chasing a loki variant do we think the person in the hood is that loki variant though what if this is just an unrelated different variant there could be multiple I, I, and I that's, yeah sorry go ahead well i i, I mean I, we had uh our, our a friend of the show luke who messaged me on twitter and he, he was asking me who is this and i was like because i had looked things up already i i tried to figure out like uh understanding the other uh, Loki's that were in the universe, and there's a lot of them, right? <laughs> so the possibilities there are basically endless, but there's also the possibility that we get a brand new uh, version of Loki, right? And then there's the there's the uh, there's the possibility that it's the same Loki, and then there's the possibility that it's the Matt Damon Loki. So I guess yeah. my point is like, uh, it's all it almost feels because uh, it could be Lady Loki, it could be uh, Child Loki, you know? It could oh probably not, he'd probably be a little smaller. Well, some people are already saying they're like, oh, the child in the French, that was Kid Loki. I'm like, all right, let's just, this is too much. Because I agree with you. I don't want to go down too much uh, uh, guessing. I don't want to, like, there could be any of them. You're right. It could be any, anything. Yeah. I do think it's Loki, though. Yeah. I, I do think that that would be the coolest if it is, like, a full circle type deal. Yeah. I don't think it will be Hiddleston. I, I do think that I don't believe the variant will play. I, I think it would be too much to have. Maybe, but like you're gonna have your villain and your hero be for be um anyone can do it. He I know, can. I know. Well, I, I guess my thing is 
I feel like with six episodes left, we have a lot of room to still explore different timelines and stuff like that. So it's not the this this isn't the only opportunity for us to get Lady Loki, right? Lady Loki could still come in, or Kid Loki could still come up in other fashions, right? Um, so I do think, yeah, I I don't know where I'm going, but I guess my point is again the the possibilities are endless, and I think it would be a lot cooler if it was the same. What if? Everyone's a Loki variant. What if Morbius? He's a Loki variant. Everyone's just a Loki variant. No, just, but yeah, I, I, I think that's what makes it exciting. Like, I like that there's these mysteries still there, and I, I'm excited to see where they go with this hooded figure. I, I definitely feel it is the variant. Now, what who that is, we do not know. Uh, or or maybe it is someone random. What if it's Rack, Rack, Rocky Rocket Raccoon? It could be anyone. I am grouped. Yes, right. It. Um, we are Groot. We are Groot. Good point. Good point. Um, I no. I I think my first prediction is probably what I would stick by is that this Loki variant that we've been following is going to turn into the Loki variant they're chasing. And to me, oh, like I said, that is peak time travel. Please, yeah. I hope that's what happens, and I hope we get to see it. Um, it, it oh yeah, I'm all. I about talked it. about I talked about this show and um. Uh, Brizzard, if you're ever looking for like uh, an excuse to bring me on the Two Dudes Watch Cartoons podcast, look, Love, Death, and Robots. Yeah. I want to, there's a, oh, what's it called? I think it's called The Watcher. There's a there's an episode in season one. Yeah. Um, or The Witness. The Witness. Um, basically, what happens is this woman is stuck in the loop. And, he, and this, is kind of, this is kind of spoiling it. But she finds out at the end, she's stuck in a loop of witnessing a murder and running away from the the pursuer right and i think that that again and it's very much playing with time i think that that's uh uh that that could basically be what's going on here right where where originally she is witnessing the murder and then by the end she's committing the murder yeah and and then it all makes sense and it flows back together so you just did your episode of two dudes watch cartoons you can just Alex, you can just take yeah, this just little take this little bit and yeah <laughs> shortest episode <laughs> that's <sighs> hey we just had did a nine minute episode so Ooh, love it yeah uh all right guys well uh i mean again we've kind of talked the the risks of doing the seven highlights is you know maybe we missed something is there anything else that, that we didn't cover here that uh you guys are hoping to talk about i would like to give a prediction please yeah. please hi guys <laughs> i'm here and first of all, I do think Kane the Conqueror is going to be referenced. I don't, I don't, I do think he's our big bad coming up. So I do think there's going to be more references of him. Uh, he's too correlated with the the TVA. Like he was essentially like he's all about time. That's his whole thing. It, it feels too close together. My big thing is just that I don't think the multiverse exists yet to the degree that we think it does. I think this is going to, going to cause the multiverse. I think this of Loki is going to be the cause of the multiverse. We literally got them saying that if the multiverse is get out of control again, it will be madness. It is it is going to go right in. We we got them to basically say the title of the the yeah. movie, and I think whatever is going to happen in the show is going to lead to the multiverse is going out of control. There's a war happening, and that is what's going to lead us into Doctor Strange and. That's how Wanda gets involved because she they've all are connected to this. It's been brewing for too long. And I believe that we've all just assumed the multiverse already exists. I don't think it has. I think it's going to. 
this makes sense to me because of, they literally, like Tommy said, they almost said the title in, in a reverse way. Um, once the multiverse happens, my prediction is I actually, so I think we just laid out two good reasons. We know Wanda is going to be in the new Doctor Strange. I think we could see Loki as a villain in Doctor Strange. I also, I think if they're going to give us two of the three, I think they would throw in Sam and 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 Bucky somehow. And I think they would just have all three TV shows somehow go into, I don't know, that could be too bold of a prediction. I just feel like if Loki and Wanda are there, it would be so bogus to leave out Sam and Bucky. Yeah, Bill and Loki, Loki, Mephisto, we're on the same page here. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, Tom, I'm on board because I, I feel like, I think a lot of people have been assuming that whether it exists or it doesn't exist, it would be addressed in the multiverse of madness, but I feel like it would, we would be way better off if this stuff is established before we go into that movie. So we, we do, we have Dr. Strange coming up. We have no way home, which is rumored to be very multiverse inspired. So, um, yeah, I could totally, and, and also, uh, yeah, I, I, that, uh, I agree. I very much, I, I, I'm doubling down on Tommy's bet here. I call. So, Oh, <laughs> Which makes sense that Spider-Man will be in between because you'll get that one moment of like chaos while the multiverse is chaotic, and then they'll fix it in, in Doctor Strange and everything will be back to normal. But yeah, nope. uh, it's not gonna be normal. Nothing will be normal. Oh no, Mama Mia, here we go again. That's my prediction, is nothing will be normal. We'll see Howard the Duck again somehow. <laughs> oh yes. So I will say that uh I'm very excited for episode two here. I, I so I guess I guess the screeners that went out for the show for for uh, for the uh, the reviewers they sent out episode one and two and I've heard episode two is absolutely insane so I think we got some really cool stuff coming and uh, yeah super psyched love this premiere very happy with everything love so. it thank you guys this was great I love this show I'm excited to see what's to come also so that's yes. good to hear episode two could be even better yes. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that, that, that takes us to the end here. Um, we'll, we'll close out with some recommendations. Oh, um, I, I'll go first. I'll go first. I, I teased it already. We'll, we'll, uh, I won't, I won't carry it on for too much longer. I'm a big Owen Wilson fan guys. And, and Tommy also, uh, he, he, he called it out too. It's a Wes Anderson film. Um, you may know Wes Anderson. He's done things like the Grand Prix of Hotel, Fantastic Mr. Fox. But I think one of his most underappreciated movies, and personally, I think one of his best movies, is his first movie, Bottle Rocket, which oh. stars Owen Wilson. Uh, it's very good. It's it's kind of a heist movie. It's a little different than the stuff he usually does. It, it's almost like uh, uh, it's almost like Wes Anderson was still finding his footing, so he was making more of like a Coen Brothers style uh, of movie. But at the same time, it still has like that Wes Anderson writing. It's it's very quick, and Owen Wilson does it great. So if you're looking for a movie and you want some more Owen Wilson content, Bottle Rocket is very good. So love me some Wes Anderson. I'm a big uh, Moonrise Kingdom guy yeah. myself. Yeah, I love that. Uh, uh, I have I have a wreck as well. Surprise! Weirdly enough. What a coincidence! We all just have come with recommendations. Yeah. What if I just, <laughs> what if I just recommended my podcast every week? But like, guys, I don't the other podcast. Hey guys, don't know what you know about uh, Neds. Anyways, no. My recommendation is going to be a different podcast network that we can all, in a weird way, found each other through through this kind of the 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 ether of that world. But I'm going to recommend that 
people start listening or join the Patreon of PSR, which is post show recaps, and start playing some D and D. They have <laughs> real stretch. Listen to their podcast, but the main thing I love is they've created a Discord. <laughs> Yeah, they have created a Discord through this community. It originally was like about like watching TV recapping just like we do now, recapping shows like Loki. Uh, but they also have expanded. And the, the Discord is crazy. It is wild in there. And they have a D&D group. And we go on adventures. We don't know what D&D is. It is Dungeons & Dragons. Me and Alex actually play on a, on a side game that I uh, host for them. I'm the Dungeon Master. And it is a lot of fun. It, people have seen hints of what D&D is through community or Stranger Things. But I think Alex can attest it's, it's not as confusing as you think it's going to be. And, and I do. most of us DMs are really good at walking people in and, and giving them baby steps to, to help you through the process. Because it is a lot, but it really is just role playing. You're just going in there. You're being a character you always wanted to be. Uh, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Very true. Very true. Good recommendation. Podch, uh, podcast Dungeons and Dragons slash. Okay. Um, uh, my recommendation is a heist uh, uh, series as well. So that was funny. You brought that up, Michael. My recommendation is actually called The Great Pretender. It's on Netflix. It's an anime. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I have a podcast called Two Dudes That Watch Cartoons. Um, so this is, uh, we review all sorts of cartoons. Uh, a natural plug here. We just dropped a recommendation of Great Pretender. So if you want to hear a little bit about it before you jump in with no spoilers, you can check that out at uh, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Just search Two Dudes Watch Cartoons and uh, listen to me and my good buddy Evan. We uh, recapped Invincible. And then to jump into something else, we're going to be uh, recording Spider-Verse with Michael and Tommy here shortly. Uh, so keep your ears and eyes out for that. Eyes and ears. <laughs> yeah, again, uh, I preached about the top of the show, that subscribe button's awfully useful. So go over to 2 Do to watch cartoons, subscribe, and then, because it's not recorded yet, you're not going to find it yet, but if you do subscribe, it's going to come right to you when it's time. So. That's right. That's right. Yeah, leave a review and choose which one of the two dudes you like better. No, we don't. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm going to do it. I'm sending the call out there. <laughs> Just kidding. They're both great. I love both Alex and Evan, and anytime I get to talk to them. It's me. <laughs> We're going to have to have Evan on solo now, though, because we've had you yeah. on as a pair, and now we've had we've had uh, Briz on. So, Well, surprise, Michael. They've had me on as a single yeah, we're gonna have to we gotta talk, Alex. So we gotta figure something out here. Yeah. Uh, but thank you guys for having me. This was a lot of fun. Like I, I, I texted you guys just earlier this week. I was like, need to come on for Loki. So I was grateful you guys let me uh, come on here to start it off with you. Yeah, you gave us more time than Infinity or uh, Invincible, where oh, day of, where I was like, hey, are you guys feeling <laughs> really Invincible? And you're like, yeah, in an hour. I was like, cool, us too. <laughs> all right well that takes us to the end uh alex i usually say uh if you want to plug anything you kind of got your podcast in there i don't know if you want to you want to tell everyone what your twitter is no no follow you can follow you don't need to follow me on twitter follow two dudes watch cartoons follow stark wars uh uh lots of good podcasts out there thank you guys for listening and uh thank you both for having me on we're dancing our way off if, uh, if yeah Whoop, whoop. Also, I will. I'm gonna endorse 
Alex Brizard because I listened to another friend of the podcast, Nathan for us, and Mr. Brizard was on it and he did a wonderful job. I will listen to the entire episode laughing along the way going, ha ha ha. Yeah, lots of laughs. That was good. Good friend Kelly White and and Daddy Megan. Go listen to their podcast as well. Inside joke. You had to be there. Okay. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Uh, yeah. All right, guys. So just, just to close this out here, I'm going to give a couple thank yous to Aaron Robertson, who did our artwork, obviously. Yeah. Or no, no. Aaron Robertson did our music, <laughs> and Ethan Callum did our artwork. We're too distracted uh, by the dancing. Yeah, we're still dancing, by the way. Uh, I also want to tell you guys to write and review us on iTunes. That's a huge help. Uh, look, if you already hit the subscribe button, like you got great momentum, go ahead and open the Apple iTunes store. Give us a five-star review. And uh, I don't know, tell us a joke in there. And uh, look, if you, how about this? If you tell us a joke, if you give us a five-star review, tell us a funny joke. I'll read it on the show next week. So yeah. we'll go it. back in time and just start going to people's houses, breaking in and subscribing for them. Like we yes. become the, the time police, but we'll become the subscribe police. <laughs> Oh, you got a good plan here. That's that's what you should be using the power, not the deli, but for- no, I mean both. We'll open up a deli. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, Tommy. I gotta call you out here. Um, maybe I missed it, but you said your first business idea was the time deli. We didn't get a second one. Oh Don't- yes, let me go back to my notes. I did. <laughs> this have- is very important. Yeah, I'm curious. Post credit scene here on Star Wars. Oh, this- my second was. Why are they not showing people these memory movies? They should open up a movie theater. <laughs> oh, yeah. People would pay for that, low-key. Not like Black Mirror where you have it in you and you could just do it at any given time. But if you could just like go to a movie theater and pay to watch like some highlights, people would people would pay yeah. big money for that. You're on your deathbed and you're like, all right, children, let's go. I want to show you, I want to show you my life. I want to sh- or maybe not your deathbed, maybe you show your kids before this but you're like hey kids let me show you my childhood and you show them and you they see it in the movie that's way more sentimental than i was thinking i was like let's go back to the college years Woo! <laughs> you can do that too <laughs> but yeah that was my other business idea yes thank that's you good. thank you we had to we had to straighten it up so uh also just say look follow us on instagram and twitter at starcourse pod that's all we got for you guys Thank you so much, and have a great week, and we'll see you next time. Bye!